Hello, everybody, and welcome to the History Voyager, a podcast about history. This is yet another in the episodes where I both cross-promote and talk to people about their politics. What I really love about this episode is a lot of people want to talk to me from the left or from the center or more of a liberal persuasion. I have here two honest-to-God conservative-leaning folks. I have a straight-up Republican and a libertarian. They do the American Divide podcast. Its link is going to be in the description. It's a great podcast. I really like it because they have their friends. There's three friends. One's a a dyed-in-the-wool socialist, one's a Republican, and one's a libertarian. And they just talk about, you know, the basic um, things going on in the world and their takes on it. And I really like this episode a lot. And I want you guys to to listen to it. And I want you guys to uh, listen to their podcast, the American Divide Podcast. Um, Also, um, the thing I really love about their podcast is they, because there's three of them, because they have different different takes, they can talk about things that maybe um, you wouldn't get people to talk about normally, like they talk about. In one of their episodes, they talk about their take on the the Capitol happenings on the 6th of January. Which, you know, I think it's instructive that we don't call that a coup or that some people don't call it a coup because it actually was. Um, whether you want to admit that or not or talk about that or not. Anyway, so you guys enjoyed. This is episode 86 of the History Voyager podcast. And I I have basically decided on what season three of the History Voyager is going to be about. I know I was going to do the Enlightenment, and I might actually do an episode about why I'm not going to do the Enlightenment, because I think that's almost as important as doing an episode about the Enlightenment itself would be, I think, an episode about not doing the Enlightenment. And it wasn't a cop-out. I actually, you know, I actually, honest to God, started researching the Enlightenment with every intention of actually doing the Enlightenment. And what I figured out in doing that was that it actually doesn't uh, hold sway with people. Anyway, you guys enjoy this episode. And I've got... A couple more episodes in the tank in season two. But we'll be starting season three really soon. Um, And it'll be a straight up history deep dive. And I hope you guys really enjoy it. Because I love history for better or worse. I I really honest to God. I I love history a lot. Um, You guys enjoy this episode though. And uh, remember there's no time like the present. That's funny coming from somebody like me. All right. I'll see you later, guys. As always, I'm having a good day, and I hope you are too. Enjoy the episode, folks. Okay, this is Ben Kitchings of the History Voyager. I'm here with the people of the American Divide. Why don't you guys shout out your name for me? Go ahead, Sir Tuna. Lord Tuna. Yeah, Lord Tuna. (laughs) These people are going to think I'm nuts now. (laughs) I go by Tuna. I don't know why she started with that. Lord Taylor. (laughs) I'm Taylor Diane.
And I'm Brother Ben, not to be confused with Mr. Ben, who's hosting the podcast. Okay. I have been dying to talk to Tuna and Brother Ben, or people like them, for a very long time. And Diane, Taylor Diane, you're more than welcome to uh, tag along. But the reason why is I want to talk to people about their politics. And I've gotten a lot of lefties and a lot of people kind of liberalish and a lot of people sort of down the middle that want to give me a civics lesson. <laughs> but I was wanting to know what, what, what makes you guys tick politically? If you don't mind my asking. Well, Ben's different from me. So we should probably approach this with, with two different. I, I, I'm self-proclaimed libertarian and I, I have uh, pretty distinct stances on that, you know? Um, I don't want to sound like I'm attacking the Republican Party, but I I grew up in a very diverse environment. Here in the Philadelphia region, it's diverse. And as a kid, it just seemed to me that from the conservative side, I can I don't feel like I'm explaining as well at all, actually. <laughs> um maybe I'm just nervous. I, I think I'm nervous. You got me nervous. Um, so, so I guess the, the issue is, is I always thought I look at the two major parties and I always thought I like a little bit from both sides and I just didn't know where I belonged, you know? And, um, somebody at one point suggested, maybe you should look into the libertarian party. And I came to the realize that, uh, it, it intrigued me on, on multiple levels, uh, I'm not a fan of the government uh, government overreach, you know, overtaxation, and just nobody is accountable for anything that they do in the government. Just <laughs> aimlessly spend and start a war here and there if we need more funds, or I don't know, just just do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. You're a politician now. You can do whatever you want. You know. So I always had kind of an issue with that, and then um, the the other side of the coin is is as me and one of my co-hosts, the lovely Taylor, we've debated like heatedly about um, the fact that I'm a capitalist. You know, I do believe in small business. I come from a family that my my father was self-employed. My little brother is self-employed. I am working towards self-employment. And um, I'm a big fan that I think we have the opportunity to build something of our own. I believe everybody in this country does. I, I do. You know, and listen, I understand that there are injustices because this is this is when I get into why I'm not a Republican. <laughs> OK, for okay. a long time, I believed that it was kind of like a whites only club. <laughs> and I know that sounds very accusational, but that was my perception of it. It just seemed it was very old and, and you know, white you know, in culture. And it just didn't seem very open-minded and I'm open-minded. I have friends from all around the world, all different ethnicities and religions and cultures. I am married interracially and I just don't, what, what are you giggling about? I'm, gigg I'm giggling because <laughs> you, you on the other episode and your, your little tangent, <laughs> sweet, sweet interracial love. Tangent. <laughs> I, I hear that brother Ben, I, I hear that Southern accent there from, not there quite, you make, go. not quite making, but making adjacent. Well, I, I I left it somewhere in Indianapolis, I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. 
So that's, I think that's um, who I am as, as a libertarian, you know, and I, I still always try to explain that I don't think any party will ever fully fit what I believe ultimately. And, and in, each party is going to change, you know, at some point, every party is going to change and evolve into something else. And, and maybe somewhere down the line, I will align with Democrats or I don't know about the socialists. I don't know if I'm ever going to go in that direction. I'm sorry, Taylor. I'm sorry. I'm bringing them over. Scoot on over. Yeah. But maybe if the Republicans like open their arms up and they're like, Hey, you know what, man, gay people, you're capitalist too. That's cool. That's okay with me. You know, if they said that shit, then I would be like, all right, these guys are, they're making an effort to be a little more open-minded. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about you, Brother Ben? So, uh, for the longest time, when I, so I, uh, when I registered to vote, I registered as independent, probably because I was in my real, I don't know, rebellious youth phase. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and when I moved up this ways, um, I kind of... Moved, moved up from where? Because I'm a big... From, bo- from, most recently from Delaware to Pennsylvania. I've been in Pennsylvania for a while now. Okay. But okay. Uh, so I went to last couple of years of school in Delaware. And then when I uh, met my wife, I moved up here to Pennsylvania. So it's been kind of a, a winding road for me. But um, so when I moved up here, I'm, I'm not going to say I had to, but I was strongly encouraged because of the, the township where I live to register Republicans, a heavily Republican area. And I was told by several different people that things would go easier for me on the home repair front if I registered that way. And I'm not going to say it has or it hasn't. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Question. 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 Okay. Because I actually had this talk with somebody. I think I said it on the... Oh, I said it off air. But wait. So in your little slice of the world... If you're yeah. getting the home repair done, your repairman is going to look at your party registration. So what what happens is we don't. So you can hire a repairman, but you have to get a license for. You have to basically get a construction license from the township, and they know who you are, where you are, and what your voter registration is because they're the township. And again, I haven't tested this theory. I don't because I'm happy being a Republican, I guess. But um, I, I don't I've never tested it. But I was told by many, many different people that if you are not a Republican, then the code enforcement officer will come by your house and give you a hard time intentionally to kind of keep you. Is, well, first of all, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. But wow. <laughs> <laughs> not, so, not in Delaware County. So, so again, right. uh, this is this is just hearsay from other people. I can right. say that my experience with the code enforcement officer was great. Okay. Uh, both him and and the young woman that I think was helping him a couple times, they were both very nice. They were very polite. I don't think they hassled me any more than they would a normal person. Um, I was also probably a pain in the neck. I called them all the time. Yeah. So, so whatever the my my original reason for registering that way because i've always kind of been more conservative but whatever my original reason for registering that way i really do kind of sit in the republican camp and i I think our our american divide podcast has kind of helped me realize that a little bit better than i did before um 
so so that's you know a winding story as to why exactly I'm registered the way I am. But but that being said, I, I although I hold many conservative and some would say Republican views, I don't always hold that way. Like I was in union for a while, and I'm a strong believer in unions. I think they're important, um, and I think really honestly, uh, the one of the reasons for that is to. Like if you allow the government to legislate to prevent rampant capitalism, uh, monopolies and things like that, then chances are the government's going to overregulate, and unions are really kind of the only counterbalance to rampant corporate greed, in my opinion. And I think that they do affect fair wages when the unions are properly applied. Now I'm not ignoring all the problems with unions, but uh, that's where kind of my that is a, a, a small example of where I don't really stack up with the Republican Party on every single thing. So uh, I guess I've, I've kind of said this before. What were you saying? I was kind of like a reluctant Republican or a sometimes Republican. I don't I know. I keep trying to pull you to the libertarians and you just fight me <laughs> off. Well, it's because, you know what, you, the libertarians are, they're really out there. And a lot of the stuff, especially. <laughs> well, okay, wait, wait. All right. Yeah. Not to do my own horn. But I have listeners all over the world. Um, so when you say libertarians are out there, I mean, I think I know what you mean. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, um, you know, everybody knows what you mean, at least on your side of the microphone. Yeah. But what do you mean? For the, like for the people that listen to me in Australia or yeah. New Zealand or Japan, when you say libertarians are out there, what do you mean? So, so, so I'm going to give you my take on it, and I think it's a good idea for maybe Tuna to follow up. Um, so libertarians, I believe, are very free market focused. I believe that they're kind of con- more conservative in their belief structure, but they take those that kind of don't tread on me, don't regulate me uh, attitude a little far, in my opinion. So whereas I would say it's important for governments to step in when you have kind of an out of control economic situation the libertarians would say nah screw it let it go it'll sort itself out everything will be okay and i just can't that 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 scares me a little bit and uh i would say what's another now that's really the thing that kind of really gets me but i'll let i'll let chris go ahead and clarify i think that the biggest thing that people people think that most libertarians are anarchist because it is a you're you're flirting with that idea you know when when people when we say small government people think we mean no government because people i believe especially nowadays are are almost extremists when you tell somebody an idea they think of the worst version of that idea when you mention a democrat yeah yeah leftist snowflake I'm just kidding, by the way. Everybody listening is probably like, I'm going to murder this guy. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I've heard their podcast. They really do like each other. And, and yeah. Stuff. Yeah, sure. But but I believe that um, in modern American politics, um, people see the extreme versions of any particular topic. So if somebody happens to post on a social media site that they are now a Democrat, Everybody assumes that this is the leftist leaning, you know, communist, you know, de facto from, you know, like, and that's, 
they're well maybe they're not maybe you know taylor is left-leaning but has mentioned that she does like some conservative things she believes that gun ownership is important and you know so all humans like a little bit of the both it's well, just there's there's a there's an american divide see that well, like, plug <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and I'll, I'll tell you the the thing that i that um with me right is ever since you know donald trump right i've started asking myself why does the government do that why does one person do that in the government why does that happen right you see what i'm saying like i'm starting to think i don't know if you've ever read the anti-federalist papers but i'm starting to think maybe they had a point (laughs) (laughs) you know maybe we do need to devolve the government in certain directions and give that more to the states and the localities and things like that. Um, so see, now, I, you, now you're sounding like a libertarian, and I'm liking what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also kind of an isms or wasms kind of guy. You know, I mean, basically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and that's um that's the libertarian idea in a nutshell, though. It really, I mean, we're joking about it, but ultimately, yeah. For one, I think all four of us on this conversation are more aware than the average citizen that the federal government doesn't, especially the executive branch doesn't, or at least shouldn't have as much authority as they do. Now it's, it's getting progressively worse in my opinion, because the executive orders are going up in vast numbers. Every president seems to think it's, it's some small form of a dictatorship and they can just change the rules at their will. And, and that alarms me, you know, but, um, I don't know, you know, it's, it, it just seems progressively like it's, it's growing and it doesn't matter which party. Now, Donald Trump to me, I was not a fan of his, you know, I think, but when I think about who he is and what he is, I think he really illustrated (laughs) the ugliest things about what a politician is only he was very boisterous about it. You know, when I, when I personally look at Joe Biden and Donald Trump, I see the same thing, but I see that one is just a lot louder and obnoxious about how, how they're doing the job. That's interesting that you see the same thing. Can you elaborate on that? Would you care to elaborate on that? Well, I just, I think, well, I mean, obviously their their policies are different, but at the end of the day, I, me personally, I still see people that are are pandering to their their voter base and not necessarily delivering ever or you know at will. And then the executive orders that are passing seem to be slighted and and not you know like like my problem with Joe Biden is that you keep preaching unity, but but then your executive orders don't say that, you know? Okay, like, I'll give you an example where I am. And this is an evolving situation. And I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not. But I am very aware of what's going on okay. in Georgia. <laughs> well, no, this is a national thing. Yeah. So the, the GameStop situation where the, the GameStop is inflated. We had long GameStop. conversations about this. Okay. So... Here's my take on it, right? I I lived through the 2008 housing crisis. 
I remember the bank bailouts, okay? And I remember, to put it mildly, my thoughts on the bank bailouts evolved dramatically, right? Um, from, from, what, from what to what, Ben? Well, from the fact that I didn't want to go into another depression, another Great Depression. Yeah. To where now I'm like, you know what? You guys screwed it up. <laughs> Talking yeah. about the banks, you screwed yeah. it up. You you live with it. Yeah. You figure yeah. it out. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's where I'm at. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. And so I look at like the the GameStop situation and I'm like, you know, if I'm thinking that about the housing crisis, we our economy can get on just fine with <laughs> without game whether or not GameStop is or is not a thing, right? Sure. And, and these hedge funds and blah, blah, blah. And I don't want the government bailing out a bunch of hedge funds. I don't hmm. think that needs to happen. It doesn't. <laughs> no, I don't think it does either. I think maybe every non-hedge fund manager in America is probably saying the same thing right now. Every right. non-billionaire is saying the yeah. same thing. Right. And even from from my heavy capitalist side, you know, the funny thing is, I'll, I'll give you a little backstory, is that Taylor, we have a group text for our podcast, and Taylor, you know, gleefully was, you know, explaining what happened. And I was kind of... tickled pink. <laughs> and I was tickled pissed because I have a 401k and I have investments on the app that these, you know, uh, these Reddit users have, I have my own investments and I thought, Oh my God, my money just vanished. And, and it didn't, I I lost a little bit of money, but not, not a huge amount, not enough to cry over. I don't know. um, I don't know how invested you are in whatever, but you might want to reevaluate your position in time for Friday. I'm just saying I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, well, my 401k is stuck where it's at, unless my employer fires me. So, unfortunately, I'm not allowed to withdraw them. Well, here's, here's this, the, is a great, yeah. this is a great. This is a great. What 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 Tuna's talking about is a great way to look at the dynamic of our podcast because last night, you know, I was I I identify as a democratic socialist. Um, so I have wildly different different opinions to these two, but we also find that we have a lot in common by doing this podcast. And last night, me seeing a hedge fund manager lose billions of dollars to a bunch of people on Reddit that are just regular people, I was like, I was like Doctor Evil the entire day. I was like, <laughs> like I could not get enough of it. And um, Tuna was was upset he didn't fully i don't think you fully like dove into what actually happened at the time well the way you explained it yeah because i explained it from my democratic socialist no you were poking fun you you said poking fun you 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 meant to to twist me a little you did it on purpose you said my my commie friends you know took him down and that's why i thought it was a I honestly thought that this was some kind of economic uh, terroristic attack on our economy. And I thought, I don't know what she's cheering for. We're all going to be broke soon. So I won't be broke. But I don't have a dime in the stock market. But this morning, <laughs> you got money in the bank. This morning. Yeah, that's FDIC insured. Um, 
Tuna texted me and said, okay, I'm ready to talk about this when you, when you're ready. And I, and we had a phone call for about an hour today and we talked about it. And I feel like if more people could, that have differing ideologies could sit down and talk the way the three of us do, it's, it's very enlightening. And, um, for me as somebody like I, I call myself socialist scum all the time. And for me to even sit at this table, some people on my side of things, like I got, I've gotten shit. I'm, I don't know if you curse on your podcast. I apologize. I'm ready to um, not say for work and it's not for me. It's for the guests. So okay. fire away. Like there's a couple of things that Apple won't let me. Well, there's a few things that Apple won't let me let you talk about, but beyond that how great great donald trump is (laughs) well no there's you know i mean well that's that's just me jabbing at cancel culture that's all right and i mean i have i have some thoughts about apple doing the things they do too which censorship you mean (laughs) well i mean censorship yeah i mean (laughs) there's a part of me that gets it and there's another part of me that's like Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> no, right. no. Yeah. And this is what I have actually, I've caught a lot of, of shit from people on the left doing this podcast because one, they don't really understand how I can stand to be in the same room as somebody who voted for Donald Trump. Um, mm. And well, you guys got to look at me like that. And number two, we just called brother Ben out hard. Um, I was transparent about it. Yeah. And number two, I've been very vocal against this hate speech banning. I don't agree with it because I think hate speech is beholden upon who's receiving it. And we saw it yesterday with these Reddit threads and discord threads these people got banned and they used it that what they said was that they were making fun of mentally challenged people. And you see that everywhere. They weren't, they weren't banned because they said retard on a thread. They were banned because they were, they were taking money that was rightfully theirs in the stock market. And I tried to tell my friends on the left that, listen, this hate speech thing is going to go against us and it's going to go against us hard because if Ben Shapiro bought Facebook tomorrow, we would all be the ones committing hate speech. Oh, I would laugh and laugh if that happened. As it happened, uh, go ahead. No, I've been trying to explain to people that this hate speech thing is way too broad. You can't just deplatform someone because you don't like what they're saying. And that's what I've been seeing happening and watching it happen again last night i think it woke a lot of people up to like wow they're gonna pull us for anything if they don't like what we're doing i'm on a ban right now <laughs> well i mean i mean you know um twitter when i got on twitter it was because i had a comedy blog okay which i still have and Twitter, the reason I had to start interacting with people on Twitter was Twitter did not like that all I did was tweet out about my blog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, so they actually locked me out of my own account for a while. Um, I don't remember how long, but it was it was long enough for me to realize, oh, darn it, I need to interact with people on Twitter. Okay. 
So this is kind of an example of where I break with the libertarian mindset. Tell me if I'm wrong here, Chris. Libertarian mindset would be that's a private business. That's part of uh, the market economy. If you don't like what Twitter's doing, vote with your dollars and go make or join a different institution. Where I, as a Republican, would say you need enforcement. You need you need to the government needs to step in on that because the people have don't have enough weight outside of the government as an entity to force the change that they want in a private business like that. But I feel probably different from the way Taylor would feel because I think that that government oversight should be very light handed. It should deal with just a small portion of the issue. Whereas Taylor's solution might be a little more far reaching. I think that that's where you can, that's kind of maybe taking this, what we're talking about right now as an example, that's kind of where each of us might end up on the continuum. And, and the funny thing is, is um, on this particular topic, I started out very hard on the fact that it's, it's a private platform and, and they are, you know, they are within their rights to regulate it any way they want and not. But the more I think about it, the more I, I kind of lean towards the freedom of speech thing in the sense that if you start limiting um, the, the real issue is that it's also becoming a monopoly, you know, and, and exactly, exactly. And, and I know, I know my, my libertarian friends would be like, well, so what, you know, good for him, but, but it's being controlled by one person or, or three people or whatever. And it's, uh, it's a problem, you know, maybe I'm not as libertarian as, as some, that's well, a that's a joke within the libertarian community, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's something that I here's some here's where I'm at with that, and this is, you know, an evolving position for me anyway. But here's where I'm at, right? Like, okay, I interviewed a lady who was a legal drug dealer. She legally dealt and she legally grew and sold marijuana. Right. She's a pharmacist. No, she was a she was a pot she grew pot in California. And she was fascinating. We had the first podcast we had was fascinating. And and I thought, okay, how would I release this? Like, is it okay for me to release this? And I found out, okay, my state, Beat Red, Georgia, I'm totally fine to release it. California, where she lived, it was a little bit of a gray area, okay? Apple was like, no. You're not releasing that. <laughs> We're not having that on our podcast platform. All right. So How long ago was that? That was a couple of months ago. That was 2020. Wow. No kidding. Wow. We For haven't gotten banned yet. I don't think. We For see. real. You cannot, you cannot, uh, on Apple, you cannot talk about um, dealing drugs. Now, that's not saying that people do or don't but you know they can they can get in trouble for that basically um so but anyway um anyway so that's where i'm at is and i'm kind of like where uh where tuna is except that when you start calling for violence right when you start actually calling for violence and you start doing stuff or like Call you know, 
not doxing people, but like go get this person. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a terroristic threat. I think that that's you know there, there's definitely a difference between um, uh, you know I'll say this, and this is going to sound uh, a little nuts. Um, so so let me work through this idea. But as a libertarian, I believe um, that you are entitled to your opinion, even if that means that you absolutely hate a whole race of people. I, I believe that. If you want to go move to the middle of some empty, barren land and, and start an all-white community and have a little burning cross in the middle of it that just endlessly burns for eternity, have at it. I don't care. Now, the, the me, I just think, don't move to the middle of New York City or Chicago or Philadelphia and do that. You know, it's in bad taste. You're going to have some arguments, but... I think you're entitled to do that. That's that's a very libertarian idea, you know, that I'm not going to impose my ideas on you and you don't impose them on me. But this is where we draw the line at, is if you hate black people because they are black, because their skin is darker, I don't care. But the second you start saying, I think we should harm them, nope, nope, we're done here. That's it, we're done. You know, we're not doing that. You want to hate somebody? That's fine. Go hate them somewhere else. But you're not, we're not going to start a war. Yeah. Now, now, if I can ask, is that, did that opinion evolve because of your, uh, your wife being a different race from you? Or was that something you had, uh, previous to knowing her? No, definitely previous to knowing my wife, because I've, like I said, I, I grew up in a mixed environment. I live very close to um, an all-black community. And, you know, my friends are, are a very diverse cast of crazies like myself. <laughs> and um, I guess the real idea is that um, I always like Taylor. I, I, I like meeting new people of different ethnicities. But I, I guess at some point I thought fair is fair. Um, if there are people that want to live in an all ethnic community. I don't think they should be wronged for that. I just think you just shouldn't impose your ideas on other people unless it's harmful. Now, some religious practices in this country are known for marrying young children. No, I don't agree with that. You know, like there's a limit to, is this harming other people? Yeah, I remember years ago now there was a there was like a, a church or something down in South Georgia that was marrying off fourteen year olds. Yeah. And they finally had to they finally had to I forget how, but they finally had to get them. They finally had to say stop that, legally speaking. <laughs> and well, I, and, yeah. and child child brides is still legal in a lot of part of uh, parts of this country. It, it's kind of mind blowing. Well, it's usually dependent on the age of the person they're marrying. Right. No, no, right. But not all, I'd say, but not always. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, I guess about what year is this? I guess about 15 years ago now, uh, the state of Georgia got a civics lesson, right? Uh, because there was a judge who was a Republican Reagan appointed judge who, was one of these people that believed that you had to follow the absolute comma of the law, like the absolute letter, 
comma period of the law, right? And there was a there was a school teacher and a 15-year-old that had a relationship. And the 15-year-old was a guy and she was a lady. And the parents were somehow okay with this, okay? They were somehow okay with this 15-year-old marrying a 30-something-year-old lady. <laughs> but the judge, so the prosecutor, like everybody in the state pretty much was all like, oh, she's going to go to jail, right? This, this is how this is going to go down. She's going to go to jail for a very long time because here's the statute, blah, 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 right? Okay. So the judge, being as he was, you know, one of these, we got to abide by every single comma, period, letter of the law. He said, actually, when you read the actual law, it actually doesn't say that the age of consent applies to boys. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right. And he, and he said, oh, by the way, because his parents are okay with it, this doesn't need to be here. <laughs> you don't need to be here. So I think that's awesome. Because oh my god! No, 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 no! I'm here. Let me, let me, let me, let me go. Let me go on it for a second. I think that's awesome because that judge is doing his job and interpreting the law to the letter exactly how it should be. But that doesn't mean that that law is set up for modern tastes, which means legislator now legislation now has to go back and say, okay, we have to amend this law. That's probably from the 18, whatever's 1790. There you go. Yeah. So now the it's incumbent upon the legislative branch of the state of Georgia to get off their rear end and do something about it. If modern tastes go, Oh, that's not right. But the well, judge read the law correctly and exposed that weakness in the law. Now, here's the problem with what you're saying, okay? They never did it. Here's the problem with what you're saying. Things like this had happened before, and the judge did what you would think the judge would do, right? Yeah. Things like this happened all along. It's just that this judge didn't do that. And... I used to deal with these laws, these early laws, because of my history background. Yeah. They're written in this very beautiful script that you can't really read. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've you read over can't really read it. Yeah, it's really hard to tell. They hand, so, each hand of writing is individual, and, and they don't write like we do today. Well, there was a guy, uh, there was a man, I forgot his name. But his job was to write the laws beautifully. <laughs> Not legibly, but beautifully. Oh, that's um, all. Right. So I wanted, we had talked about the, the GameStop thing. So I have a buddy who is a, a kind of a journalist. Now I'm going to add a fact to the GameStop thing, right, that you probably don't know. What if I told you that a lot of the people investing in GameStop stock are actually millionaires and they're doing it because they don't like the hedge fund? Well, then you're going to turn my ears up. Um, No, but I figured that there was. Yeah, they don't. They personally don't like them. Like they don't like them as people. (laughs) 
So this is something okay that with it. I, I me would and- like to, to talk about this. So we were talking about doxing and things like that. This is a form of doxing, if that's actually what's going on, in my opinion. Um, but we had a situation here at home in the summertime. Um, we had a Black Lives Matter protest through uh, the, a town that we all live by. And this town is known to be quite racist. And, um, there was a large counter, (laughs) brother Ben is over here just putting his fingers up like just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, so we had a march through this town and there was a large counter protest that showed up. Um, we ended up, those of us who marched ended up being physically attacked by these counter protesters. It was a really big deal. It was a really big news story in our area. And there were quite a few prominent figures in our community that attended that counter protest. And one of them owns a very successful landscaping business. Um, Multiple people came out and wrote one star reviews on this business uh, due to his behavior at the protest. And he now is... no taking no accountability with video and and all these things of him yelling and pointing and just just terrible there's so much evidence against him but um he's trying to get lawyers involved and get these people sued for writing him one star reviews which isn't going to work um maybe i had a hand in that maybe i didn't but um so we were i mean that was a personal attack on this guy it just so happened that it showed up in the form of his business because he has one and he decided to act that way and i believe that that's okay so when you're saying these are a bunch of millionaires that don't personally like you know the hedge fund if that's what's happening again i I don't know if that's what's happening i I just heard that if it were to be what was happening well, I'll say this. I believe I believe that that is correct because when when Taylor suggested this to me earlier when we were talking, I thought the same thing. Where are a bunch of Reddit users coming up with millions? Because it doesn't you can't adjust the price. It's 140 billion dollars in less than 24 hours. Yeah, and and you can't start an avalanche with you know, a few thousand dollars purchasing, you know, uh, Reddit had 2.5 million people on it though. So yeah, but million people all with a couple mm -hmm. thousand dollars, uh, not all Reddit users more than a couple thousand dollars. Because I just find it hard to believe that somebody convinced you said 2.5 million people on Reddit to, you know, start this crusade. I mean, and, like, okay, save 2.5 million people. You're still talking about it, several thousand dollars a person. Right? I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have no doubt that, that you've got ringleaders that have the money to stage the whole thing. But when you think about it, like, it's not uncommon for... Excuse me. Uh, did I just I, do that on... Yeah, I'm did. sorry. It's on not the internet. <laughs> yeah, like the whole internet heard you, man. He's done worse. Oh, man. Or they will. They will. Yeah. This just goes to show how much of a, a barbarian I really am. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I, I don't see. I don't, I don't think if you look back in history that that's uncommon for a small, probably upper middle class group to have an effect over a larger, uh, lower middle or working class group. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's uncommon at all. I mean, look how many people believe in QAnon. <laughs> right, right. You know? and, and you give them a chance to kind of like strike back at the man. Like yeah, that's a. That that was a perfectly sold ploy. If that's if that's what they did, if they orchestrated that specifically and then sold that to the other people on the Reddit, that hey, this is what we're doing. God, that was pretty well pulled off. I'd have to say. I love yeah. every second of it. I'm still enjoying it. I hope it happens again on Friday. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, according to what I've read, just um, in the financial news. This this party's gonna end about at some point on Friday. This party's gonna end. And you know, we... are they gonna suspend trading? Do you think? Or... Well, no, because okay, so I didn't used to know this, but when you buy a short, the short expires. Yeah. yeah. And when the short expires, they then have to cover that short. Yes, they do. So. The smart money says the party's over at some point on Friday. <laughs> so somebody, the you mean the hedge fund manager has to cover? Oh, the no. hedge fund, not the hedge fund manager personally, but the hedge fund or yeah, the hedge funds yeah. have to cover. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of pissed off rich people right now. Or people with four hundred one ks. I have one too. <laughs> yeah. But see, well, see but. Yo, go ahead. How many 401ks have GameStop, GameStop in them, though? Mm. That's the thing. It, it I don't probably know. probably depends on your distribution. If you've gone aggressive, then, you know, an up-and-coming yeah. younger, quote-unquote, stock, they'd probably, yeah, probably sell. So a lot of younger people yeah, who, who are inclined I mean, but, to invest more aggressively may get taken on this. I mean, but GameStop is... Now I'm yeah, but that's not, that's not what the hedge fund manager was doing. He didn't have investments in GameStop. He was shorting it. So he was betting against that it was going to go down. And yeah. these guys saw the trend and they bet against him, which meant they just bought up the stock and then started an avalanche of, of buying. And it, and it did. And lots of people around the country, around the world, more than just these Reddit, you know, guys that so-called hacked the uh, stock market, but really you know, because I do it. I watch I watch marijuana stocks and I watch solar panels. Solar panels was my original thing. You know, I had this a whole investment strategy that you don't see a solar panel on every roof in the entire country yet. So therefore, the boom hasn't happened. The technology hasn't found a way to reach every home yet. So therefore, I invest in solar panels and I learned all about them. And that's what I, I buy and sell. But um if I were to see something that was trending and it was moving, I would jump on it, you know, and GameStop being, being how popular gaming is now in our world, it doesn't surprise me that a bunch of kids sitting in their basement in front of their console are keeping an eye on their stocks that they're purchasing, plus their Bitcoin and Dogecoin and whatever else they got. <laughs> GameStop is basically on the lines of Blockbuster now, though. Because yeah. People don't yeah. really go buy physical sure. games I mean, anymore. They're all available through 
the whatever game system you use. So yeah. that's why GameStop was going under. That's why they were selling sure. it short. Yeah, yeah. it was slowly so dying. Could, yeah. That's yeah. why he's selling it short. But now they got to buy those shares back that they borrowed. Yeah, well, it was definitely a malicious attack on that hedge fund manager. And look, it was successful, you know. Now, GameStop is definitely going to die after this. Like, it's going to it's going to probably collapse them, too, you know, so. Because, because they'll have to buy the stock back or because why? No, the hedge fund. Whoever, whoever sold short is going to have to is going to have to come up with the money. Yeah, but how is this yeah. going to collapse GameStop? Our because GameStop. the stock's not going to, it's not going to maintain at that price, you know? Right. People, yeah, it could have breathed a little life into it. You never know. Yeah. I mean, eventually it'll drop if the business is unsound. I mean, I don't really believe that any business like that, like, look at what happened with Amazon in like 20, I think it was like 2009. They were bankrupt. They were not going to be anything. And Jeff Bezos or whoever on his team came up with this brilliant plan to ship random shit to people in two days time it's not a brilliant random plan it's what sears did well they just were <laughs> sears for the new century yeah amazon did it better and oh now, absolutely and now well, amazon added amazon added groceries and right. uh you know right yeah. they they are all encompassing now that will be the next monopoly lawsuit i assume yeah um, but yeah once Walmart collapses and then Target. Oh, I don't see Walmart collapsing. You're like the largest employer in the U.S. Doesn't matter. It's going to slowly trickle away. Amazon delivers faster than you can go to Walmart and order some crap of the same distributor. It comes from the same people that are making it. You know? I, I, t- I tell you what, the, the honest guy truth. Um, when I order from Walmart, it's because... I want to give it's literally because I want to give Amazon competition. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Right? It, well, also the prices are better sometimes. Well, now that's true. And me uh, being the small small uh, you know, small everything, I think you should just spend more money and go to your local guy and just purchase from him. So do I. That that plywood. It's not even worth it. It can't even wood? do it. You can't even do it, man. No, you, you can't, can't do it. You can't. No. It's this, like buying American. It's impossible. Yeah. So what else? All right, Ben. What else do you have for us? What um? You have two right wing gun nut uh, okay. liberty. You know. Do you want uh, to talk about? I heard what your take was on the Capitol uh, bit. Do you want to say that <laughs> in the my podcast or not? Um. So so that was my theory on just left and right wing politics currently that was uh that was just a, a brief idea but i can definitely go into it no the it, the thing that happened in the capitol on, on that wednesday i forget the 6th of january do you yes. want to go into that or not i don't remember i remember you you said you were uh giggling about my theory on um 90s yeah. kids growing up you know right there was the theory okay there was the i want to get into that for sure because I think that's not far off. I actually think that's really not far off at all. Yeah. Um, but so your theory that our politics diverged because of how? Well, modern modern politics, but the parties were always there. I just think my generation evolved from the popular girl in school and now the nerdy boy in high school. 
And the nerdy guy always wanted the popular chick. And the popular chick, she was nasty. She was, you know, racist. She was very hateful. She said anything she wanted because she just, she walked across water as far as anybody knew. You know, she was, she was the shit. She was the high school cheerleader. She floated through the air. People carried her from one location to the next because she is just so fucking awesome. (laughs) So, so the theory goes like this. There was an evolution from this person is that she goes off to college. Her best friend goes to college. And then upon returning home, you know, somebody in her very popular circle is not the way they once were. They came out of the closet. You know, or they dated interracially or, you know, something changed. And the high school cheerleader, the popular girl, realized I'm fucked up and I need to change. Or Taylor, like don't, the, why are you looking down? Don't look down. Or like, the po- or like the popular girl, like, dated. Or, okay, let's turn around. The popular guy dated the chick that was the environmentalist. And then he became an environmentalist, too at first because of her and then he got into it or he was closet gay well right you know? exactly and <laughs> the, foot, the star football player was closet gay the whole time he went off to college and was like dude i'm tired of hiding man i don't want to do this no more i don't want to do it no more you know <laughs> what are you right. laughing about ben this is a real thing <laughs> no it, it no i'm serious i really i heard that I was on my walk and I heard that and I literally stopped. I literally stopped in the road. I was like, this guy's on to something. This, this is it. <laughs> See? It's, ben, you know, I think I think no. this is the beginning of a great friendship. All right. So Brother Ben's ask- laughing at me. He thinks I'm crazy. No, so, no. Okay. Let me so make then- that- let me make that more sophisticated. Let me let me throw some of my master's degree on it, make it more sophisticated. Because, no, you're right. You're totally right. But what you're saying is, like, you have these people in this little suburb, right? And then they go off to college, and they, they broaden their horizons, for better or worse, right? And they sure. meet people they wouldn't have met. Like, when you when you go off to college, you meet people that you're never going to – the different kinds of people that you're never going to meet anywhere else. Sure. Because, right? So you might meet the guy that – you know, the, the guy who's gay and he might be gay, but you might like him as a friend or whatever. And so you're like, okay, sure. You know, whatever. Or like you might meet a guy that has like has cancer. And now you, at one point you were anti medical marijuana and now you're pro medical marijuana or sure. whatever. <laughs> I just I think, think that's right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm making a lot of jokes about this, but on the same thing is I think, I think what I saw, me personally, is that in high school, people were very fake. They weren't who they really wanted to be. And then once once they were away from their peer group, they could evolve into who they they actually want to be. And then when they came home to their hometown, they realized, you know, it's okay. It's okay to be who I want to be. Now, it's a little... I want to add to that, parents too. Not just peer group, parents. Yeah. Because that's what happened to me. Yeah. My parents are about as far left as you can get. 
And, and it took me moving out and kind of being my own man to realize that I was conservative the whole time. Sure. But I wasn't able to, to talk about it or honestly be that. You came out of the closet. I came out of the closet as a conservative. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Brother Ben, let me ask you a question, though, because you might be an, an anomaly. I don't know. Um, the research indicates that most people vote like how their parents vote. Um, oh, yeah, I'm the black sheep. I definitely do not. Same here. So, My dad is a GOP member. So how do you... Okay, well, then I have a question for Taylor after this. But how do you... Like, is there anything so philosophically or politically or anything that you agree with your parents on? I... At all. So, so this is going to sound messed up too. I love my parents dearly and I love my brother and I love my sister. And I, the only person I talk to on a regular basis about anything remotely near politics or religion or philosophy is my brother. And we're on two totally si- different sides of the coin. And um, like, there's a point at which we just kind of, we have to call it. Because we've argued into the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> and, and and Chris has kind of witnessed some of this. And we usually just look at each other and go, at this point, it's solely opinion. Neither one of us has any fact to back this up. So we should stop now before we get into a fist fight. <laughs> and that's kind of how, that's the only interaction I have with my family on, on stuff like this. I will not talk to my parents. I've tried to engage with my dad and my mom. And, and it's, it's, it's a bad scene. Like I just don't do it to save our relationship. Yeah. Well, and I would like to say this because, um, I'll tell you a little story is that me and me and, uh, brother Ben do a camping trip every year. And, uh, it's, it's kind of more rugged camping. There's no, there's no campers. There's no electricity. I'm not invited because it's a toxic masculinity fest in the mountains. <laughs> it's pretty true. Oh, it's yeah. pretty true. <laughs> pretty toxic we usually hire strippers to come with us so i just thought you'd be against that you know but um thank god we don't yeah (laughs) strippers and cocaine lots of cocaine no i'm just kidding um (laughs) (laughs) apple (laughs) so we did this camping trip and uh he invited his brother his brother came and i will say this which i am so fascinated with i would love to have his brother on the show actually because Ben says that they argue, but it is not the arguing that I do. I'm a pretty boisterous person. When I argue, everybody in the neighborhood knows that I'm pissed off. And <laughs> Ben and his brother respectfully disagreed for, I would say, six or eight hours. It was a long time. You know, I went to sleep at nine. I'm pretty sure they were still going at three in the morning. <laughs> we were up late, yeah. So it's not the typical argument. You know, I think that that's one of the more charming things about Ben. And I'd love to meet the rest of his family is they, they don't, they're not loud and obnoxious like me. Yeah. All right, Taylor, I have a question for you. Um, You said your parents were GOP. Um, Have you known any GOP or Republican type people other than your parents? And of course, the two fellas on the other end of this line. <laughs> yes, I. Where I live is it's becoming more left leaning, but it's okay. heavily 
Republican. Ben and I actually live in the same township. Um, I'm a registered independent, but my dad was a politic, an elected official uh, while I was wow. growing up. Um, yeah, so I grew up around politicians, and um, you know all of them. I do. <laughs> you I know, know, you know the entire Republican Party the in our town. Republican Party in our county, and they know me. Um, and it's kind of funny at this point because I've, I've leveraged my father's past into um, my role now as an advocate and lobbying these local officials into uh, creating better policy, at least what I believe is better policy uh, for, you know, where I lie on the political spectrum and the groups that I do work for. So, yeah, it's actually been super beneficial to me because while I am extremely left-leaning and I call myself socialist scum... um, We we do too. Yeah, I know you do. (laughs) Um, But I... I am sort of like, I don't know if with these elected officials and bureaucrats that they feel like they have to meet with me because they know my dad or if it's like I'm a safe space in a lot of craziness. So they're willing to hear my point. I don't know which one it is or a combination of the two. Um, But yeah, I found it extremely helpful. And it also taught me early on, like I am not one to i i go hard against the democrats hard like if you listen to especially some of our uh first episodes i absolutely bash the left and um it's because i think that i'm able to have that mindset that kind of open mindset when it comes to party lines because i watched you know democrats lie um about my dad about my father on television and then my father go on television and say well no here's the proof like i'm not lying um so it wasn't like one party represented good or one represented evil and i think that's why i'm also able to have relationships with ben and tuna the way that i do because i know that not every republican is racist and not every republican is sexist and you know i i know that i know that a lot of republicans lie on this moderate line and unfortunately the party leaders have allowed this you know kind of radical right to take over the christian right the radical right the q people like whatever you want to call them they've kind of taken over the party and we've talked a lot about how to restructure the Republican party to come up with the times. Um, But yeah, I think that it probably plays into my ability to have civil discourse and friendship with people that don't think exactly the same way I do. Yeah. I'm actually going to have a conversation on Saturday with some people about Q. I'm actually really looking forward to that because I don't know enough about it to talk about it at all. I mean, I, are these actual know. Q people? Um, one of them might be, uh, but no, the other one, the other, the other ones are not. No. Do you do you have That's like one of those voice idea. changers? Awesome. <laughs> I I wish I did. Honest to God, I wish I had a voice filter because if I did, I could open myself up to all kinds of guests. I mean, <laughs> we had a we had a situation like that about a week ago after the Capitol. Yeah, may or may not have known somebody that was maybe 
around that area to my FBI. She's so afraid to just say that we know somebody that might have went in the building. But you know what, dude? Maybe I went in there. I don't care, dude. I'm on a watch list already. I read books that I'm not supposed to read. I'm not doing nothing wrong, man. I'm not doing nothing wrong. I think it would be cool to have a voice changer so we could get people to sound like Transformers. No, I really do want to. I really do want to get a voice filter. I'm not kidding because I've had people like email me and be like, "I want to come on your podcast, but my voice will get recognized." Or blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looks like all of us have something to invest in now with the craziness that's going on in the world. But it's actually funny that you are talking to some uh, people that are at least uh, knowledgeable about QAnon because I've, I've taken a, I've dipped my toe this week and um, yeah. holy shit, that is some, that there is some things going on over there. <laughs> I don't, everybody that I know that I would call Q curious is not what I'd call dumb. Right. I love that. Yeah. They're yeah. not dumb. So <laughs> let's say this though. Cause I mean, uh, you know, like yeah, this is, I have to kind of think from both sides though. And I have to think ultimately when I see far right and far left, it's, it's usually the people that I encounter all have a very similar concept that they don't want to be in the middle because they think that the Republicans and Democrats are corrupt. And, and that's where me as a libertarian, I don't necessarily, I don't want to go far right towards fascism or far left towards socialism, but I do agree and understand and, and sympathize with both sides. The QAnon thing to me, which me and Taylor were talking about earlier, I, I, I am like blown away that people are like turning a religion out of a uh, internet troll, you know, cause that's dude, it's an internet yeah, troll, you right. know, it, you know, like <laughs> stranger thing, things have happened. The yeah, thing man. I wish, the thing I wish people would say about Q, like the thing I wish that I would hear more about Q is that this came from Reddit, right? <laughs> and Reddit is not like, it's not, Let's put it this way. I don't want to go on to Reddit and hang out, right? I don't want to spend all this time on Reddit, right? You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's like, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, you can't but, dig golden tablets up out of Reddit, but you can pretend. Yeah, but they could, the gold- they could be internet tablets made out of There's blockchain. Fun stuff on what, what, what are the golden tablets? Uh, oh, what, what is that I'm with taking, Q? I'm taking a shot at Mormons. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Mormons. Is that a Q Mormons. thing? No, that's not a Q thing. <laughs> See, I- no, no, no. That, that was a shot at Mormonism. I, yeah, I, it was the thing about the religion, the so religion right, comment, making up a religion out of Reddit. Right now, what I know about yeah. Q is that they there was a Q drop last week that they said that um, the United States is no longer a corporation and Donald Trump dissolved the corporation last year and it is now a republic. And on March 6th, um, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are going to be arrested and indicted. And um, Donald Trump will again be president and he will be the 14th president of the Republic of the United States. But I don't know who the first 13 presidents of the Republic of the United States are when that started. That's I don't know. 
I don't yeah. know. And it Just and it had to be for Saturday. And it had to be in Super less than good. a year, you know, it had to be in a, in a year's time that there was 13 presidents because it happened last year apparently. You said he He said they, he said but I don't know if they're saying that like the corporation was started. They could say, "Oh, well, it was a republic up until 1890 and then you know then it switched over to uh a corporation and donald trump you know the savior of all saviors just dissolved it last year because he is uh just all pleased i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm real fuzzy on the details but george washington wasn't the first he was the first president under the constitution but he was not the first president i'm Hmm. real fuzzy on the details that's but I remember that. I I'm really like, remember that. Was there was there someone else that inhabited the executive branch? Are you talking about during the Continental Congress? I am. I'm talking about during the Continental Congress and the and the um the 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 oh uh, you know um. Okay. While Washington was still a general, yeah, there were other people that acted in an executive role. But I couldn't article, tell you who they were though. The Articles of Confederation. That's what I'm trying to say. But I'm I'm real fuzzy on the details. But he is the first president under the Constitution, just not like, period, like for like ever, basically. <laughs> I like how well, you said that. <laughs> so I'd have to go back and look at the actual dates for the inception of the Constitution versus the Articles of Confederation versus Washington's yeah. first term. And to be honest with you, I kind of feel like it was in. It was sort of a change horses in midstream kind of thing, because didn't the uh, didn't the uh, whiskey rebellion take place during the uh, under the Confederation under the Articles of Confederation? No, it took place under Washington. Yeah, and... yeah, I knew he le- I knew he led the troops out to suppress it, but I thought that that was a an Articles of Confederation. No, it, it was during the Constitution. Oh shoot! And, and actually, and here's where here's what's really strange. Actually, if you really look at it, if you really look at what they were doing, the whiskey people, from yeah. their point of view, like from their point of view, they actually had a valid, what they thought of as a valid thought. Oh, absolutely. Which is, which is we don't have, how are we going to pay, what? We don't have money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, they did. They were poor. You know, but hmm. um, yeah. All right, uh, it's been a peach, and um, <laughs> you guys want to say anything into the, You guys want to say anything into the internet? Check us out uh, if you would like. We're on the American Divide, and um, so so we're both going to broadcast this episode. I believe if you're okay with that, right? Oh, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I've got a file sharing service. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw it in that. And you can rock have and it. roll. You can yeah, have it. Yeah, come find us, the American Divide. We're on all your and social I, media platforms. If you wouldn't platforms. mind emailing me your whatever, sure, I can I can throw it up. And uh, if you wouldn't mind hanging on the line while the thing downloads, and I can talk to you off air. Sure. About how to do whatever. All right. Okay, kids. Bye, bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. See you, man. Bye.